Hello, and welcome to Universal with Coleman Higby. Today we are going to talk about stars, but not the stars themselves, the things stars do. Specifically, solar storms and gamma ray bursts. Let's start with solar storms. The sun isn't really a solid object, but more of a big lake of plasma held together by gravity. This plasma moves all around the sun due to the sun's magnetic field, which causes the plasma itself to generate a magnetic field. These fields reach out into the solar system, bringing along with them small particles and radiation, which is known as solar wind. However, as the plasma moves around the sun, it also generates strange knots and shapes in the magnetic field. When these knots break off of the sun, they bring with them massive amounts of plasma and radiation. This is called a coronal mass ejection. They move at more than 5.6 million miles per hour and can hit Earth. This is harmless to us due to the Earth's magnetic field deflecting it. The field does funnel some of the storms onto the Earth's north and south poles, causing a rain of particles. We see this as the Aurora Borealis and Aurora Australis. So, normal solar storms are harmless to us. But what about a solar hurricane? These are known as solar superstorms. Solar superstorms happen once or twice every 100 years. If one happened right now, we would detect very strong solar flares and radiation. This is sort of a warning sign before the real storm. The real storm is a coronal mass ejection that is much larger than the other ones. It can carry millions of tons of plasma from the sun along with it. At its insane speeds, it can clear the 93 million mile gap between the Earth and Sun in less than 24 hours. If it were to actually hit Earth, it would compress the Earth's magnetic field and enter the magnetosphere. However, if the Earth's magnetic field and the storm's magnetic fields were aligned in just the right way, they could merge into one field. This would stretch Earth's field into a very long tail extending outwards. This tail would contain a huge amount of energy. Eventually, the field couldn't hold the energy anymore. A bit like shooting a rubber band at someone, the mass and energy snaps back towards the Earth. This is called a geomagnetic storm. This doesn't matter for living things, but it does matter for machines. The energy fields released on the Earth would cause all the power lines, power plants, and other energy-carrying or creating things to black out. This has even happened before. In 1989, Quebec's power grid went completely offline, leaving the whole country in the dark. The last time a solar superstorm washed over Earth was in 1889, just like I mentioned. This was called the Carrington Event. It was the largest geomagnetic storm ever observed on Earth. Auroras occur not just at the poles, but pretty much everywhere. The only sort of complex machines we had back then were telegraph systems. They failed all over the world and even shocked the operators. Today, however, we have a lot of technology, and another bad solar superstorm is bound to happen at some point. For example, in 2012, a solar superstorm even larger than the Carrington event just barely missed Earth. If it had hit, it would have caused massive technological damage, estimated to cost over $2.6 trillion just in the U.S. Even though that didn't hit us, there's a 12% chance one will hit us in the next 10 years. 
but even bigger than solar superstorms are super flares. These extremely rare events happen once every few thousand years and are many times stronger than any other observed solar storms. If one were to hit us, it would knock out literally every electronic device on Earth. That includes computers, aircraft instruments, hospital apparatus, and literally any other electronic device you can think of. It would take decades for humanity to fix all the damage caused by one of these super flares. Luckily, one hasn't, and probably never will, hit us. Even though the sun won't kill us, other stars might. Huge stars can fire off things called gamma-ray bursts. To understand gamma-ray bursts, aka GRBs, we need to understand what gamma rays themselves are. Gamma rays are a type of electromagnetic radiation. They carry energy, just like visible light. Visible light is also a part of the electromagnetic spectrum. Less powerful parts of the spectrum are radio waves, microwaves, and infrared. Higher energy waves include ultraviolet, x-rays, and gamma rays. Visible light is right in the middle of infrared and ultraviolet. Gamma rays are the most powerful waves in the electromagnetic spectrum. A gamma ray photon is more than a million times more powerful than a photon of visible light. The high energy of gamma rays makes them a type of ionizing radiation, which means they have enough energy to rip atoms apart. They are also very dangerous to living organisms because they can disrupt and break apart your very DNA. This ruins the delicate chemical machinery that keeps you alive, so it's a bit like shooting a golf ball at 100 miles an hour through a grandfather clock. Luckily, on Earth, the ozone layer protects us from gamma rays. However, distant stars from other galaxies can fire off bursts of gamma rays that release more energy in a few seconds than the sun will in 10 billion years. They're the brightest and most powerful events in the whole universe. Still, why do stars fire them off in the first place? Well, there are two types of GRBs, long and short. Long GRBs last about a minute and are thought to be released when a massive star goes supernova and creates a black hole. Short ones, however, last just a second or two and happen when two neutron stars in a binary system merge together. Stars in binary systems orbit each other until their orbits decay after millions of years. When this happens with neutron stars, they release a gamma-ray burst, then merge, and then form a black hole. After a black hole forms, whether it be from a supernova or star merging, it is surrounded by a hot disk of matter, known as the accretion disk, spiraling in towards the black hole. The magnetic field of the black hole causes some of the matter to, instead of falling into the black hole, be shot out at nearly the speed of light. These jets of matter also form gamma rays. While GRBs may seem like pretty rare events, they actually happen all the time. You need to realize that, even though stars live for millions and billions of years and merging takes a very long time, the universe is so big that they happen multiple times every 24 hours. On average, we on Earth detect one every day. Most of the ones we detect originated outside of our galaxy, making them too far to hit us. However, if one were to happen within a few light years, it might hit Earth. Did, it would turn the surface of the Earth into a charred wasteland. On the side facing it, anyways. But a more distant GRB might still be able to end life on Earth.
The waves fan out over very, very long distances, so one could sweep over the solar system in a second. It would overwhelm Earth's ozone layer and magnetic field, which would leave us totally defenseless against the radiation from the sun. This would eventually kill pretty much all life on Earth. Bacteria deep in the ocean near underwater volcanoes might survive, though. In fact, this may have already happened. A GRB is one theory for the cause of the Ordovician extinction 450 million years ago. This event killed more than 85% of life on Earth, so it's a possibility. In conclusion, GRBs probably won't kill us. In our own galaxy, there might only be one per millennium. Also, to hurt us, they'd have to be pretty close and coming in our direction. Alright, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Universal. Please be sure to rate and send me any feedback you may have. <laughs>